Hey everybody, welcome to our special information webinar about the Trading Triangle program that we held in Maui. I guess it's a, it was a couple of years ago now. With us today to share their experience, we have David Heinzen, we have David Thomas, we have Andy Thomas, we have Stephen Hammett. Hi guys. Hello. Hello, Hello everybody. And uh, Sherry is on the line with us too in case she has anything to say. I don't know if she will or not. But essentially we have two Daves, we have two Thomases, and we have Stephen and John <laughs> on the side, as I say. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> before we get involved here, I'd like to tell you a little bit about the purpose of the Trading Triangle program, why it was developed. And basically the Trading Triangle program, it's a program that pieces together all the elements needed to become successful including trading. I'm not sure how many of you are aware of this, but I didn't start trading until about 2005. And at the time, I had this little success coaching company called Walk in Your Success. And what we did is we helped people to decide what they truly wanted, and then we worked on helping them create the plans necessary to get there. And for the most part, when people came to me, they wanted something they wanted something called success they wanted to be more successful of course being successful is highly subjective right it means something different to everyone for most people when we first start the success process they say they say that success has something to do with money but when we really dig into what it is they actually want it's never about money it's about a feeling they think money is going to give them, a feeling that they think they want, a feeling of security, a feeling of being loved, a feeling of significance. And they think that having these things are gonna, is going to make them happy. If you think about it, if you felt totally secure, totally loved, and totally significant, it would make sense that you'd feel happy, right? You'd feel successful. But you'd be wrong. Because if you were ever to feel totally secure, totally loved and totally significant, there's one other thing that you'd also feel, and that's totally bored. You see, we as human beings, in order to feel fulfilled, we have to have a balance. To feel truly successful, we need a balance of certainty. We need a, we need a, a balance of certainty and uncertainty. We need a balance of belonging and significance. We need a balance of victories and failures, and we need to feel like we're growing by making progress towards some sort of a worthy goal and we need to be celebrating that progress. It's the very challenges and adversity in life that make life worth living. But only as long as we see ourselves making progress. In other words, in order to feel successful, we need to feel like we're making progress towards some sort of defined outcome or destination. So the problem that most people have is that instead of clearly identifying a realistic view of what success is for them and then chunking it down into small steps where they can identify and then reward themselves for making the progress towards that goal, which in itself is the very definition of success. You need to realize that success is a verb. It's a process. It's not a thing. It's not a destination, but rather an ongoing process of overcoming challenges and then rewarding yourself for doing so. This is what makes human beings happy. It's what makes human beings feel fulfilled. But what most people do is they create this false and unrealistic illusion of what they think success should be. And then they compare it to the negative things they choose to focus, they, they compare it to the negative things which they choose to focus on about their life experience, which is a really effective way of making yourself get depressed, <laughs> right? It's a really effective way of making yourself unhappy and anxious. You know, I often tell people 
you wouldn't want to have a realistic view of success and then compare it to the positive things in your life because then you'd have to see yourself as successful and you'd have to be happy. And if that were the case, what would you do? I mean, if you, if you have an identity of not being happy, if you have an identity of not being successful, that would screw up your whole identity. And we can't have that. So instead what people do is they mentally create this huge overwhelming gap between where they are now and this completely screwed up uh, ideal of success that they, that they kind of draw out for themselves until they get so unhappy, they get so scared that they desperately jump at anything that's going to get them the one thing they believe is going to solve their problems. In a lot of cases, that's money. And they want to do that in the whatever appears to be the quickest and easiest way possible. So for some people, this is network marketing. For others, it's flipping houses or real estate investing or starting an internet business. Anything where they heard of people having a financial rewards that appear to come quickly and easily compared to whatever they happen to be doing now. Anything that on the surface looks simple and easy, perhaps something like trading. And of course, the majority of marketers out there perpetuate this fantasy with all sorts of outrageous claims, right? So we dive into trading with certain expectation. And then the worst thing that happens that could possibly happen happens. The trader wins. You know, they find some trade or something, they win, I don't know, 18 months in a row, and they think, I finally got it, I finally figured it out. Why didn't I do this 20 years ago? So they jack up their trading size by maybe a magnitude of 20, and perhaps they even quit the job, they start a hedge fund, they be a full-time trader, whatever, whatever it is, and things seem to be wonderful. Now you might be thinking, that doesn't sound so bad, but it is. It's really bad because the trader, whoever he is, he doesn't yet realize that every trade, every system, every strategy, no matter how wonderful it seems, they all have a dark side. The dark side the trader hasn't experienced yet, a dark side that they don't understand and he's not prepared for or may not even be aware of. And by this time, by the time he discovers what's going on, He's trading much too large for his understanding of his risk, often much too large for their net worth and, their, and definitely for their experience level, right? And it may be even worse. They possibly have even given up their customary income source or they perhaps are even trading money for other people. And even worse than that, he's probably got no idea of how to handle the very real challenge of dealing with the cash flow characteristics of a trading business, nor is he even remotely prepared to deal with the psychological challenge of trading while under the stresses of depending on being profitable to survive. Especially during the inevitable drawdowns that all trades, all strategies, all traders are going to experience as a trader. I've seen too many traders hit a lucky streak, size up, go out on their own, or start a hedge fund, or start trade alerts, or even an education company, or whatever, who clearly don't understand their trading. They don't understand their psychology, and they don't understand the characteristics of the cash flow business. And as a result, they run into some really big problems. And, you know, there's always the other side of the coin. You break even or you lose, right? You start trading and things don't go expected. At first, we, we think this can't be right, you know, or this trade sucks, or, or, or we try one thing after another, going through good periods followed by bad periods, ultimately trading from one trade to the next. I have this quote that I have is that most people are depending on some sort of set of rules to save them 
when becoming a trader, rather than becoming a trader and then utilizing the appropriate rules for the situation. You see, I, I talked and I've studied with thousands of traders. And if we look at the traders who've been successful for many years, the traders who've been like successful for decades, they have a lot of things in common. But one thing they don't have in common is the trade. They don't have the system in common. For the most part, they all have their own ideas, and for the most part, they all trade differently. Now, if, if you interview 50 traders that have been successful for years, for very long periods of time, and you find out that they all trade differently, and then you interview 50 traders that supposedly trade a specific broken wing butterfly trade strategy, for example, and maybe 10% of them are successful for any long length of time, it starts to become crystal clear that the trade itself, while it may provide some short-term successes, the trade has very little to do with long-term success. And that's one of the most ironic things that I find as, as an educator because 99% of the people who come to me or contact me about learning to be traders or learning to be a good trader, what they're really looking for is they're looking to find a trade. And I find that sad because I know they're on the path of wasting time. They're looking for a specific trade or a signal or whatever that works all the time, trying to find, and they're trying trade after trade until they give up or they eventually die. Rather than looking inward towards themselves and asking, what is it about the way I'm thinking that's preventing me from feeling successful? Because a lot of people, when they come to me, ultimately what they want, if you dig down into it, they want to feel successful, they want happiness, they want a little bit of, of comfort and uh, in their lives. So realistically, your question should be, how can I change my thought patterns in a way that will actually draw me towards success or, or draw me towards what I want? Okay, And that's kind of what the Trading Triangle program is about. It's about the psychology and the business aspects of trading more than anything else. Um, so I've talked enough in, what, 11 minutes? So I'm going to uh, bring on, let's see, David Heinzen, and he's going to talk a little bit about what he got out of the program and, and so forth. So I'm going to make – actually, we'll just uh, – David. Hi, David. Yes. Hey, how are you, John? Great, great. How are you? Doing good. I don't have any slides to share, so you can just keep uh, keep that up or, or what awesome. have you. And I'll just – I'll kind of talk. You can talk, and I'll ask questions if I need to, or if anybody else has any questions, please feel free to type them in, and we can we can uh, for for David. Awesome. Well, first I, I got to say that the squeaky wheel definitely gets the grease. So the the last time we were all together, I was I was put on last or close to last, and made a big deal out of it. Obviously joking in jest, but uh, now be careful what you wish for. John and Cherry have put me on first, so spotlight. <laughs> Is on so yeah. But thanks for for having me on and kind of reliving this whole thing over the last three or four weeks. I've been reviewing and watching the videos again, and of course that takes you immediately back to the the great time we had there in Maui. And I've learned a whole lot more watching it uh, a second time. And just like all your videos, you get different nuggets each time each time you watch it. Well, it's funny because you have to remind yourself, you know, we watch these programs and we think we went through it. But the reality is, is you only actually remember about less than 7% of what's there. So Absolutely. You, know, you go through it and it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Why, why didn't I apply that? Why didn't I do that? So. 
Exactly, and, and if the viewers haven't figured it out yet, this is not like any other kind of trading program uh, out there because there's a lot, lot, lot on psychology. So, uh, and that that really, once you have your basics of, in my opinion, the mechanics of options trading, it's that psychology, and more specifically, in your case, the NLP stuff that really kind of excels you to the to the next level and that was that was very fascinating the stuff you talked about John about the brain and, and your habits and how you can literally change them in, in an instant and you go over several concepts there and, and different patterns and uh, a lot of fun stuff that uh, I think viewers may not have even heard of even if even there if, if they're into psychology I know I've always kind of been interested in that subject but uh, and, and you kind of use them interchangeably, but NLP has got a lot of differences from what I've studied now about it than actual psychology in the in the historical. Yeah, so just just so everybody knows what we're talking about, NLP is a, is short for neuro linguistic programming, something that Richard Bandler and John Grindler developed back in the oh gosh late '60s and early '70s, and uh, I use. A lot of that, along with what we've, what I've learned, I'm, I'm a professionally trained, for those of you who don't know, I'm a professionally trained coach, a transformational coach, success coach, and we've trained with Tony Robbins and a lot of other people, and we look at psychology a lot differently, and a big part of the program is teaching people about why they do the behaviors that they do. And it has to do with the six human needs. It has to do with your value system and your identity uh, and your beliefs. And, and we really dig into that within the program. We, we, we look at, you know, a lot of us, we get this thing where, geez, I'd really like to lose weight or I'd really like to do this or I'd really like to do that, but I just can't get myself to do it. Or I'd like to feel differently and I, and I can't get myself to feel differently. And there's, there's a systematic way that your body stores things and codes things that gives you a certain feelings that comes out in feelings and you know, NLP is all about that and how to, about how to shift those things around so that you feel and behave differently. Or, I mean, we can do, we can go as deep as, you know, as deep as you want. We can go all the way to identity and start doing identity shifts, which is, it's kind of really crazy. But, you know, a lot of the stuff that people work on, they're trying to work on it at a behavioral level. But if you're trying to change a behavior and it conflicts with an identity or a value, you know, you have problems. It's going to happen out. Right, you know, and people might be watching this and thinking, "Well, why? Do, that's silly. Why do I need to use this? I want to, I want to trade." And what that tells me is maybe they they haven't got to that point yet. So you so you certainly do have to have the mechanics and the education, and then the psychology is really going to make you a better person in general, which will kind of lead to you becoming a better trader as well. So some of the things I learned that I came away from this program with was the in-depth in study of trading as a business. So I know personally I wasn't there yet. It was more of a hobby, but even though I had scaled up in, in my plan capital, it wasn't a business. But now I kind of see that that was really a double negative. It was even more of a reason for me to do the work. Here I had scaled up, but I really hadn't done all the things that you need to do to have a successful business. And, and so, John, you've got a lot of those spreadsheets in there in the finance arena and, and your net worth, stuff like that. So I had a good kind of foundation with that, but I hadn't gone into kind of the operating costs of businesses and and 
how to look at my trading as a business. And then I'll also kind of give a plug there. John and Sherry both helped uh, my wife and I. They mentored us as we began our own small real estate business of rental properties. So as an example, I had to put a, a brand new door on one of our homes that is a rental. And it was $600. But I'd never at once thought, oh my gosh, well, I can't put a door on. That's that's a loss to me. You know, it's just, it's a cost to doing business. And there's lots of stuff that I have to buy at, on an ongoing basis. But I never look at that as, say, a loss. And so uh, traders have to have that mindset of, I'm going to have a loss in, in an account here and there. And I have to be okay with that. And I'm not going to win every time. And, and you, you talk about that a lot, but you have to kind of internalize it and visualize yourself. Because for me, I, I had had a lot of success in trading. And I, when you talk about, oh, you're going to have losses, and what are you going to do when your trade doesn't work? And, of course, I was thinking, oh, he, you know, he's talking to somebody else because you know, <laughs> I, I, I got this. I'm not going to lose. And then, you know. We all went through late last year and early this year where we had some periods of time where the market neutral strategies didn't do well. And if you were a beginning trader or had the wrong mindset, the wrong psychology, or trading too big, as you mentioned earlier, John, then they're probably not with us anymore. So uh, it, the business part is, is, is really big. Yeah, it's huge, and I think a lot of the uh, traders, just like, your, just like your real estate business, for example, that you have, David, you know, you need a door. I mean, next, in two years, you might need a roof, right? It might right. be like $10,000. It might be $20,000, yes. $30,000, depending on the yep. size of your building. And the thing is, is you need to identify that ahead of time and realize that, hey, these costs are going to come up, and therefore I have to budget properly for those costs. I have to have money set aside for them. I have to be ready for them to happen because they're, it's just part of owning real estate. Absolutely. Right, it's the same thing with trading. You know, you 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 can't go in there and say, "Hey, my expenses are five thousand dollars a month, and I'm going to make a month on this much money, and this is all I have, and everything's going to be fine." Because that's yeah, not you can't the way count it works. on that. Right, you can't count on that. And uh, Dave Thomas, thank you for your presentation. Great job on that. Several things uh, jumped out at me during his presentation. And he talks about the tools for success, and a big one is commitment. So you, if you think about people in your life or just people, people in general, successful people, there's not a single person in any area, doctor, lawyer, scientist, astronaut, CEO, like you could talk about any kind of successful profession, and there isn't one person that you know of that isn't passionately committed to their profession. So if this is going to be your profession, being a trader, then you really need to get real about it because a person doesn't wake up one day and say, hmm, I'm going to be a brain surgeon, right? And you can't. Nobody's going to allow you to do it. But the barriers to entry on becoming a so-called trader are actually pretty low today. You know, you have an account and a laptop and a little bit of education or, dare, dare I say it, alerts, and then, <laughs> yeah. you know, then somebody – Somebody is, is calling themselves a trader, and they're not a trader. They're a person who trades, and I got that from you. That's a, a, a quote from you. So, yeah, it's that, and, and you also have to commit, uh, convince yourself to invest with you. And there was a dialogue in the trading triangle between Dave Thomas and Steve, and I think it was, where they were talking about so, so many of us, 
we'll take unnecessary risks with our own personal account because, hey, nobody else is going to see it. I can tell people whatever I want and, and show, show on the Skype group this awesome trade that made money. I don't have to show them the one that lost money. But if you kind of talk to you, you have that self-talk with yourself and, and kind of pretend you're trading other people's money or desks money, something like that, and it will help you become more accountable to it. So like, like Dave Thomas says, you know, if you give somebody imaginarily the, the money he needs, here's a half million, go, go trade. And then they're like, oh, well, no, that's not, that's not the problem. The problem is, like, what do I do? Where's my trade? Where's, and you've got to do the work, the back testing and everything that goes with it. Yeah, yeah, it's very important you understand uh, what you're doing. Especially, you know, it's not a big deal if you're if you're only trading two percent of your net worth and you've got a full time job or whatever. You have plenty of money and you're not worried about it. But you know, you start you start getting to the point where where you're depending on that money to support yourself, or you're depending on on building up an account so that you can retire. I mean, it becomes really serious at that point, and you really need to take it seriously. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, what I liked best about it was just being at a live event with other traders. Now, I know. People that look at the recording are not going to have that, but they can they can get that kind of feeling from say the roundtable that we we had. So they'll like the recording just as much because it's very informal. It's kind of like you're you're eating dinner and having a conversation with these traders that have great experiences and great ideas to share. And it, that's at least two of the videos. And then of course you've got uh, J Dub, John Wilson at the uh, trader of the month so that's always fun you know don't don't be drinking milk while you're listening to the john's talk because you'll you'll spit, <laughs> you'll spit it out that's funny yeah it's got to be one of the best uh one of the funnest seminars i think we've had it was a lot of fun for sure yeah it was Lots like you, you were doing you were doing that with an audience because we were all there kind of watching and having fun yeah it's always a good time always a good time so uh, i'll, they, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll end this, and I'll just say the, the, the biggest difference or impact on, on my trading as well as my outside life, again, is that psychology stuff you talked about. And, in fact, I've, I've gone a step further. I've started reading some books, John, and, and if anybody wants to, to learn more, I just went to my library's website uh, and got a book called NLP, The Essential Guide by Susan Sanders. It's a really good book, I think. And, and, you're, yeah, and that comes from someone who knows very little about the subject, but from what I've read, it's very fascinating. And I went ahead and even after the book was due, I went out on uh, Amazon and, and purchased the digital version because it's something to, to refer back to. It talks about the conscious versus the unconscious mind and, and how your conscious mind doesn't even wake up till like you're six years old, and that's very important. Mm -hmm. That was a co big concept to me because I've got three young kids. So I've got my wife and I have to be really careful and in, uh, intent on saying the right things to our kids because this is, this is when they're forming their lifelong personality, beliefs, identity, and all that stuff uh, you talk about. So the thing I'd like to leave the viewers with is a question to kind of in answer individually to say, like, what are your trading habits are they helping your trading life and your personal life, or are they actually hurting them? And what can you do to change them? Yeah, yeah. When you start getting into the, and obviously this is a subject that you could spend a year on. Sure. Um, but when you start getting start getting into how your brain works, uh, it, it's really fascinating. It's really fascinating. Yes, yes, it is. It's it, 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 you know it's unfortunate though. You know, a lot of us 
we don't, you know, we try and do all the stuff and we try to feel better. We try to make ourselves do certain things, but we were never given an owner's manual about how, how, how the mind works. We, we just, we just don't know. We're just kind of muddling along. And I mean, it really opens your eyes once you, once you figure it out. And, and this is stuff that psychiatrists don't know. Okay. Sure. I mean, you have, you know, PhDs and, uh, you know, uh, in um, in psychology and, and they and they don't know this stuff. And well, they're more as you said they're they're more focused on on why are you doing it and what medications can we give you to help as opposed to how did you come around how how did you come about with this habit what triggered it and how can we change it. Right, right. I mean, you think you you like something because you put you put it in a spurt, certain spot in your neurology, and what people don't realize is you can just change the spot it, it, it's located, and it changes the way you feel about it. It's just kind of crazy, and and it's like you don't even have to believe it. You just have to go through these processes, and uh, and, and it's amazing what they do. So it's pretty neat. Yes. Uh, all right. So it says, David, you are the talent. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, and also, by the way, it's my understanding, John, that you had a couple of really great, great, great uh, presenters during during the uh, Trading Triangle. We did. I think David, <laughs> David, you actually did something there, and uh, so did you know David Thomas, and um, and we had uh, lots of lots of great stuff there. Yes. So uh, thank you for that. I, I watched it again and, and noticed how just completely nervous I was to be in front of my peers uh, <laughs> trying to impart knowledge. But it was – I look back at it as, as, a, as a great learning experience, and I had a lot of fun. It really was. And I think one of the best things was the successful options panel because we had you know, yeah. a lot of people who were really good traders up there talking about uh, real, you know, real life challenges with trading. So all that Absolutely. was really great. All right. Uh, well, thanks for talking with us, David. And, of course, if you have any questions for the other David, let me know. And, Dave, before you sign, before you sign off, Dave, uh, yeah. it was, it's kind of interesting. You just uh, <clears throat> mentioned about going back and watching some of the, the videos and stuff, and especially of your own presentation that you did in Hawaii. Yeah. I, remember I, I remember I did the same thing, and I went back there. And it was a very humbling experience all of a sudden saying, oh, my gosh. Sometimes you say, why in the world was I saying that? And, and, and I looked very nervous and, and, and all these things and, and saying, oh, there's nothing more humbling than to see yourself up on, uh, on a video on stage, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yes, that's true. Believe you, me. You know, I know only, <laughs> yeah, you're only your own worst critic, so it, it, it's all good. It's all and, good. And, all right. and, and, and Dave, I thank you for a lot of the things that you mentioned. I mean, it was, it was a, a wonderful experience, and I know some of the stuff that – that you had done up on your presentation stuff, I thought were were just fantastic. I enjoyed every every moment of it, and I think that you know some of the things that you know that I was going to talk about this morning was you know, probably the things that nobody sees in any of the slides. If you were to buy the program, and you know, and all the videos that John is in, and all the PowerPoint slides, and and all of those things are, I, I think, are just fantastic. But there was uh, I was thinking about when John was talking about hey let's you know everybody let's come on and you know say like what, what maybe a, a good thing that happened during this whole time frame of uh, the presentations or the the trading triangle in Hawaii uh, apart from being in an absolutely gorgeous place although right now I'm not sure if I would want to be there with the volcano going off but the uh, uh, I'm glad that wasn't on our on our island two years ago but the uh, you know one of the things that really came out to me and it was and I think you know everybody that's on the line here you know my brother you know Dave yourself Stephen and many others 
that were there at the conference, we had this kind of unique thing happen. And I know that we had a lot of things planned for the conference that were, you know, we had kind of these half-day sessions in the morning, and then we had various things that were happening in the afternoon, which were, you know, various kind of uh, team-building kind of exercises, you know, zip lining and all kinds of, you know, really fun fun stuff going on on the boats and everything. But there was there was, for some people that didn't participate in all of those, there was also something that wasn't planned and I thought was one of the most fantastic things that happened. And it's and it's really nowhere and anywhere that people even talk about. But it was after everything was done and you know, we had our sessions and you know, you know, you're always you know, even after, you know, five hours of this you're probably a little spent as far as your you know, your brain goes. What did, there was a lot of people that ended up just kind of gravitating up by poolside. And so we ended up having these very casual, ad hoc sort of um, meetings uh, by the pool, and I know all of you guys at one point were involved to, involved with one of these to one degree or another, and, you know, people were uh, not necessarily really going in swimming, but, you know, people were ordering food, they were getting lunch because it was, it was lunchtime, but what happened was that there was this every day, uh, literally every day people were going up there, and you know, when you're in a conference like that, you know, there's opportunities to be able to talk to people and stuff like that. But, you know, a lot of it is, you know, we had the round tables as, as Dave Hines was, as you were mentioning, but there was also this thing kind of outside of it when it was like, okay, you know, people could, you know, it was very casual. You know, people were trading ideas as to, you know, some of the things that maybe was a little bit confusing during the, during the seminar. And they said, Hey, you know, what, did you kind of get what, you know, what somebody was saying during the seminar or whatever? And it was a chance for people to really just be very, very open and honest and be able to kind of go over some things that were just, you know, very different and things that, you know, you normally don't get a chance to, you know, talk about during the conference. And uh, so I just thought that that was a, you know, it's not something that's, you know, very well publicized. I mean, you don't see it in the, you know, if you're to buy the program, you know, it's not anywhere because obviously these weren't recorded or documented. But I guess it's more of a point of saying, you know, for future kind of activities when you have these, you know, when John puts on an, uh, one of these, uh, you know, conferences, there's there's always more to it than kind of meets the eye. There's, uh, and, and, and sometimes these are the subtle things, maybe these are the soft kind of things, the soft issues that are provided which no one can really plan on. And, you know, and sometimes they happen more than, than others. But I, I just wanted to let people know that, you know, this was a something that if you, if you really put yourself out and you kind of make yourself available, you know, these things happen. And, you know, these were, you know, sometimes we were sitting around, you know, the poolside, uh, uh, you know, at these uh, tables and chairs and whatever for literally hours, you know, in the afternoon. And and some people said, you know, this was like, it was just a fantastic session. And I don't know, John, did, I, I can't remember, or, or and, and everybody that's on here, you know, my brother Andy or Dave or Stephen, I, I would ask, you know, please, you know, open up your microphone and, and talk about this because I really do think that, it, again, uh, this is not just me talking, you know, just one-on-one -on -one here. It's, you know, this is, you know, this is, I, w I would love to hear even your comments about, you know, your experiences, you know, during that time frame of, you know, kind of, 
poolside discussion. Does, and well, yeah, at the live events, I mean, the discussions we have that are at lunch and at dinners that we have are, mm-hmm. are just, I think, I think they are priceless. It, it does a lot for me, too, because I, it gives me a real um, real-time feel for, you know, what traders are ch- challenged with and what they're experiencing and a better way to help them. And I can usually work with them sometimes a little bit one-on-one. We do some NLP stuff with them or whatever. Uh, the training was really great for that because we had four days and we kind of planned half days because, well, we were in Maui. So, you know, you don't want to spend all day inside. So no, we did a lot of these and, great and, events afterwards. Yeah. And the, the nice part about it, like even the place that we were having the discussions, you know, you kind of you were inside of a room, but because of all the windows and everything was wide open, you kind of felt like you were half half outdoors anyway, you know. Right, right, Stephen, what do you got going on? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, I, I Dave knows this. I totally uh, agree with what he was saying. I mean, that's where you get you know a ton of value out of these events because you know trading. Um, even if you have trading buddies, you know you're doing that uh, electronic electronically through Skype and whatnot. It you can fall into isolation, and yeah. when you do get an opportunity to uh, just sort of huddle up with some folks live, and and talk about things, you kind of walk away and you're going, oh okay, they're kind of having the same problem or question too, so I'm not crazy, <laughs> you know, because you, <laughs> you sometimes you get isolated and kind of lonely trading, and you're like, what, is it just me? Am I only one that's sort of running into this problem, or, or did I interpret that wrong? And you know, why you is this not happening? You don't, the way I you don't feel so. You don't feel so alone in your. You right. know, so, exactly, and it's not. And that's not to say misery loves company. You know, we joke around about that. It's not really that. It's more. You know, for me and maybe you know some other people, it was probably more. Okay, you know, I am asking the right question. Or I am on the right track, you know. Even though it it seems kind of rough and challenging, it is. It's kind of empowering or comforting to know other people are kind of thinking the same things. And of course, you know, within minutes, you find out something, uh, a new path. It's kind of a breakthrough with something you may have been struggling with. Well, just by talking to these people. I found one of the things that, you know, going from, as many of us have, uh, you know, a lot of us have been in careers that had been in other, you know, businesses during our many years of working, you know, before getting into or working and also doing options at the same time. But for myself, you know, this is 100% of what I do now. But what it kind of, what I found is that one of the things that is missing is when you normally in the business mode where you go and you know, you're going into the cafeteria or you're going into the lunch room or into the place to go get a grab a cup of coffee or something that and and you're sitting there and somebody else is there and you have a chance to chat well uh, you know none of us have that opportunity right now because all of us are either if you're doing this at home and this is your only thing that you're doing well you're sitting there at your trade desk at home and you know you're you're just basically there by yourself. So unless you have the opportunity to be able to either, you know, have some small, like a trading buddy, as Steven said, or Skype groups where you're involved with other people that are doing common things, you know, it can get, it can get a little bit lonely. And I think that's the, this kind of act of being able to, as I mentioned, you know, kind of poolside discussion. That's what was really nice. And I think that all of us who have done this for many years in business, that you've had the chance to be able to kind of, you know, rub elbows is something they used to, they used, I think they used to say, you know, down by the water cooler, uh, which I know is probably a really old term now, but, and I never, you know, <laughs> but, but, you know, it's like, you know, go grabbing a cup of coffee or something. 
and 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 you know to be honest you know you know even now uh, I, I feel very very fortunate because even from the area where, where where I live you know there's a few people that are traders will get together you know probably you know one or two times a week you know for going you know just meet up at a place and getting a cup of coffee and it's you know we're talking and many times we end up these are people that are all trading but you know, we'll end up talking about other things as well, and you know, so it's it's just a way to be able to communicate, and I think that's a uh, it's a that's an important piece. If you have that, un, un, you know, unusual, and I know it's maybe a little bit unusual for me because I got some people that live you know fairly close by that we can do that, but you know, sometimes it takes you know an extra effort to reach out to find those people as well. Yeah, definitely does. Definitely does. Did you want to show something? You said you had yeah. something on your screen. You want to show? Let me make Let me you a presenter. So one of the things that I had looked at, and this was actually, uh, I pulled a, uh, just just one slide from the presentation that I made in Hawaii, and I think some of these things are, Dave touched on these when he was uh, mentioning some of, the, some of the things that are essential for success. And you know, we looked at it and said, you know, commitment, education, business plan, capital. And this was, this was something that, you know, I talked during the session that was a large part of my presentation. Uh, I'll only show this one slide during this. Is kind of a, you know, as saying that there's there's much more behind this during the videos, and and I think I probably talked for over an hour about this stuff. But the thing is, is that many people. I mean, John talked about business plan, capital, education. We all kind of talked about this, and we all kind of had our own separate kind of angle on this stuff, if you want to, from that perspective. But you know, one of the first things that that Dave Heinzen was just talking about when he was saying, he said, this commitment. You know, is this a hobby? You know, what is this? Is this something that you're doing just, you know, to, you know, get a little bit of vacation money, or is it your full-time job? And you know, depending upon what you're doing with that, you know, it's a it's an important piece. As is whatever thing that you actually decide to commit yourself or or to be committed to doing something. It's the typical things is okay. Well, you got to go get educated. Um, you know, there's many methods. You know, John's programs from the individual, as he was mentioning before, the individual trades, but as we have found out that, you know, there's a lot of growth and uh, opportunity beyond that as far as continuing education that comes from uh, many of the various seminars that John now has put on over the past, well, I guess, what, three, four years now, John, starting off in, starting off in New Hampshire? Well, actually, yeah, right, right, starting, yeah, we've had three, three years, three years now, yep. Yeah, you know, New Hampshire, and then Hawaii, and then Boston, and then now next year in uh, uh, next January in uh, Orlando. So don't forget the M twenty one as well. Right, the M twenty one is very good. That was in a, that was a program we put out through SMB. M twenty one was in New York. That's where I met David. Right, Heisen. That's right. That was a great program as well. That, that was fantastic. It was a nice small group. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And and some of the things even just continue there is that, you know, what we talk about in, in the videos is, you know, part looking at various ways to be able to get, you know, your education and then, you know, developing into your business plan. And, you know, and these are things that, you know, if you think about in in a normal business mode as that we have had in, say, many years with Dave Heinzen. And Dave, I hope you don't mind me giving you as, as an example here. You know, he committed himself to be a pilot. Well, guess what? He went and got educated to be a pilot. He put together his own business plan as to how to figure out how to go from his initial flying into into you know small time flying I guess if you're uh, and then into commercial flying and then hey once capital is available 
wow, then he can do lots of things with that. And as he mentioned just now, he's going into more real estate and different things. And so this isn't an unusual combination of, of items here. We, you know, these are kind of typical, but sometimes we forget about them that, and I think people sometimes forget many times when I get students on the line where they say, oh, I want to learn, you know, the X4 program. And John, as you were just mentioning before, it's what you find out is that there's so much more besides just, okay, well, the trigger for that adjustment is this, and this is what you do. You know, that's the very, very, very basic things, which you do have to learn. Uh, that is part of the education. Right. right. But, there's a, but there's a lot more beyond that. Right. The education is critical. And, you know, we talk a lot about psychology, and psychology is critical also, but you do have to know what you're doing. I mean, you can, you can wish yourself to be a great trader all day long. You need, to, you need to have an idea of what you're doing. But the reality is the mechanics behind being profitable trading are extremely simple. Even the amount of times where I, I know after, I mean, John, when did you put out the M3 video? I mean, when was that originally put out? How many years ago? Uh, well, we've been straight. We've been, we've been, We've been trading it since 2007, but um, right. it but was went through 2010 or 2011. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's like seven or eight years ago, and yeah. and I remember going through that, you know, right at the very beginning when you when you produced that. Well, you know, and I've told many students, I said, hey, I said, even now, after I've been trading now for 10 years, I still go back and listen to those videos, and I've listened to them. I can't tell you how many times. Because you know every every time I go, I go back, back through, I learn something. I go back and listen to it, and I go, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know, really." I learned something. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you taught it, you forget it. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and there's so much, you know. And sometimes people ask me, "Well, Dave, can you can you just show me these trades?" And 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 I will say, "Well, you know, hey, you know, ultimately it's up to you how you want to spend your money. If you want to get mentoring, or you just want to buy the programs, or whatever." But I said, you know, there's what I've seen from people is that once they've kind of got into it, so to speak, they've learned like, okay, there's a lot more to this than just, okay, I just need to learn that those specific rules about that particular trade. And there's, and like I said, I've I've gone back and no matter what it is, uh, whether it be the M3, the you know the bearish butterfly, the rock program, M21 for sure, which has so much so much material in there. And then going back through, you know, New Hampshire and and all the trading triangles. We're talking here today in, in, in Hawaii. And then last year in Boston, uh, there's, like Dave, you had mentioned, uh, Dave Heinzen, as far as going through, you know, kind of rehashing through the trading triangle uh, videos from, from Hawaii. I remember walking out of one of the sessions one day and our friend uh, Raymond, and he says, and I mentioned to him, I said, boy, this is, you know, great stuff and whatever. And he says, yeah, he says, you know, the best thing I saw was John went over some stuff that I had heard back in New Hampshire, and I was so happy that he went over the same thing because I had forgotten all about that. So he says it didn't have to be new information per se, but it was like rehashing some of the things where you need to get, you need to hear it again. And that's why I, I keep going back to the videos, and sometimes it takes, a, as I say, a commitment, you know, upper left-hand corner here, a 100% commitment of saying, you know, how are you going to continue your education? Well, guess what? So much of the material is all there. You just got to go and spend some time listening, and there's a great amount of information there that you can go and to be able to help yourself in your personal pursuit of whether it be trading or, or whatever. But, you know, we're specifically talking about trading here. But many of these things, as John talks about in the psychology aspects of things, can lead you in all facets of your life. When you say so, John? 
Yeah, yeah, it definitely. Because the reality is, success at every at anything, including trading, is pretty much the same thing. It's just mm-hmm. and, and you know, if you get those concepts down, you'll be successful. Even if you end up, you're not. You, you, even if you decide you don't want to be a trader, you know, you can be successful. Yeah. So I think I think just to kind of sum up, there's you know, as part of the specific things that you know John's putting forth today, as far as this trading triangle, you know, uh, event that we had. It's it's if you haven't. Number one, hey, if you had, if you didn't go, or if you're still wondering whether you should, you know, look at the program as something that might help you, I would highly recommend it, and it, it's because it certainly has helped me a tremendous amount, and also I'd say, you know, for people that are thinking about even, you know, future programs uh, to wonder if they should, you know, continue their education and go to some of these things, I would highly recommend it. Uh, it seems like no matter what may be advertised as what's going to be happening at a particular seminar, there is always way more <laughs> that is like it's almost like you can't advertise what's going to happen because some of it just happens uh, naturally you know during during the process and and some of those things are extremely beneficial and again I, I don't know if buddy has gone out of one of these seminars and felt like you know they really didn't get their uh, their money's worth so to speak so um, anyway I just think it's uh, it's a fantastic I feel just you know uh, great to be you know a part of it so I um, I think it's just a great thing Awesome, awesome. Thanks, Dave. So uh, let's bring on Andrew. Yes, can you hear me, John? I can, I can. Okay. So, All Andrew, right. yeah, thanks for joining us today. Andrew's, if you haven't figured it out, is Dave's brother, and uh, he was, he's been at several events as well, right? Yes, yes, yes. There's been a lot of good information uh, shared so far, but I thought that I'd give you a little bit maybe different uh, perspective in that uh, I uh, am not really a full-time trader, whereas, you know, the other folks uh, really represent that, you know, side of the business. But I've been at it quite a while, as my brother Dave didn't mention that he uh, got me into the options business uh, quite a number of years ago. He dragged you into this thing, huh? <laughs> yeah, back in '09, actually, and uh, you know we've been, basically progressed through a number of uh, mentors, if you will, and some you know better than others. Uh, so now we're here with uh, here with John, and I think it's uh, made a, a huge uh, difference in uh, certainly in my trading and. And, you know, I think uh, David would uh, say the same thing. So I have a couple of items that I wanted to cover, and they're more about trading than they are about psychology. I think we, we've, you know, had a number of points, uh, well, good points made as far as the psychology of the trading triangle. But one of it is the actual system itself. So I, I don't have any slides or anything, uh, but... You know some of the some of the important points that I took away from the Hawaii seminar and, and and the other ones that I've attended is to trade the market that you have that's in front of you. I know speaking speaking personally, I've had difficulty with trying to keep to the the rules that would have you do an adjustment. But you feel like, well, you know, I think that the market is going to come back or it's going to reverse, and then I'll be fine. You know, uh, that'll that'll work out just fine for me. 
and uh, through uh, through some uh, you know ugly experiences, that's not the way that you should be trading. So uh, so one of the things that I definitely took away was that you really have to trade the market that you have, not the one that you hope for or wish for. Well, definitely not the one you hope for or wish for. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, because it usually won't come true. It usually won't come true. Well, you know, and you know, I'm kind of a proponent of doing technical analysis and or maybe making a trade plan according to what you think might happen. I'm, I'm totally for that as long as you're doing it when you're not in the trade prior to trade entry. Once trade, once you enter the trade, your psychology is screwed up. So you have to. Right. At that point, you're following your system, and you just let it run. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's kind of what I meant for trade the market that you have and, and the plan that you've laid out. Right. The other key thing is know what your loss limits are. It's uh, easy to through either inattention or uh, fear of of making a making an adjustment to let your trade run to a loss that uh, you've maybe defined uh, previously as a max loss, but by the time you get around to it, it could end up uh, doubling what that is or or even worse. So you've really got to understand that a max loss is a max loss and you've got to take it and move on. Right, right. That's fantastic advice, Which, which when you really think about it, you said you're talking about the system, but really you're talking about what? Yeah, psychology, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. It, it is uh, it is more psychological than it is uh, the system. And, and along with that is not to touch the uh, the trade too often. Again, this is psychology. You know, if, if you're sitting, you know, in front of the system or you have access to it, you know, you're kind of checking things and it's very easy to – try to put your hands on the system and make a little tweak here, make a little tweak there when you shouldn't be. And, you know, all of us, I'm sure, have experienced making a, a midday adjustment and uh, only to have the market come back to where it was and you've totally wasted a bunch of money. So yeah. Yeah, we, we all have challenges with that, too, I think. I think yeah. I don't know anybody who doesn't, including myself sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to keep your finger off the mouse and uh, the execute button. You know? <laughs> Definitely can be from time to time, especially when you have certain schedules and stuff, you know. And, and, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it adds pressure to you, and, and you, it makes you make – sometimes it pushes you into decisions you really shouldn't be making sometimes. Right. Yeah. Right. And as I said, I'm not a, a full-time trader. I'm, I'm fully retired. Uh, so we've got uh, you know vacations and other kinds of things that uh, that I'm doing. So you know I'm got matter of fact I'm headed out uh, this Sunday for an African safari for three weeks. So you know I've I've planned that and I'm not going to be uh, obviously doing any trading from uh, from the bush as they say. Well, that's fantastic. That's I hope you have a great time out there. That sounds awesome. Certainly, uh, I hope it uh, will will be. Stay away from the lions. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to stay away from. <laughs> yeah. Andy, I thought you said you're going to be trading while on top of like a like an elephant or something out there. Well, you know, they didn't offer those services. You know, the the Wi-Fi is not that good. So, <laughs> but lastly, I wanted to mention, and and the the rest of the guys have mentioned it also, uh, but the interaction with the other traders. 
Dave mentioned sitting around the pool, but it really does help to get to know some of the other people personally. You know, not that you know everything about them, but, you know, traders come in all shapes and sizes. Some are retired, some are still working, some are extroverts, some are introverts, some are financially conservative, some are risk takers. But one thing I found is that, you know, most of the people that I've met uh, through John's seminars and, and others before, is that most of the people are very willing to share what they know and help you uh, with improving your own trading. I find the, the group of people involved with this are uh, extremely helpful when it, when it comes to that and extremely open, which is not always the case. You know, people like to keep their finances and um, performance uh, to themselves a lot, but I find that these guys are, are very open and very willing to help and uh, share their ups and their downs. So, uh, so yeah, anyhow. That is a fantastic part about being live. It's 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 and it's great for me too. And I get to meet some of the some of the nicest people who are traders, and and I really appreciate and I'm grateful for all you guys that follow and come out to, to the seminars. Yep. Very grateful for that. Yep. Yep. And so uh, and likewise for you, John. You know, uh, I think you really have a uh, a good attitude towards uh, bringing up all these people together. And uh, you know, many times. Uh, Question me as far as, ah, who is this guy? You know, he's just out there to make money. He doesn't care. He's just taking your money. You know, he's just like everybody else, and uh, it's just not the case. Well, thank you, because it's it's definitely not the case. Believe me, I I, I really appreciate and I love to hear the stories of success from you guys. It uh, it means a lot to me. So uh, why why we focus on success stuff, right? Yes, 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 yes. So that's uh, so. Those are the points I had, and uh, thank you for uh, letting me share them. And thanks for coming on. And uh, I guess it's, it's it's time for Stephen. Hey, John. Hi, Stephen. This is it's, it's really interesting, kind of coming in as the closer. Now, now I know what what Mr. Heinzen was talking about, and, and and luckily, there's so much more to talk about. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think all the things everybody's mentioned is fantastic, and it's always interesting to get the the varied perspectives and what what you can take away. And I think what's interesting is that the theme always kind of falls back or comes back to psychology, right? So I think of the trading triangle as as a three legged stool of success. So you got to have a trading system, you got to run it as a business. And you've got to have the psychology or what I like to refer to as, as the right mental capital. Now, if you'll notice, I gave that in, to you in a specific order. And that order is exactly how almost all traders emphasize the three legs of the stool. The trade, you know, the operational instructions. Right. Maybe we'll start to run some cash flow, uh, you know, some some analysis of how things performance is going to go quarter to quarter. If we're lucky, we'll do that kind of planning. And then if we get past that, we might think about how we we think about things and improve our mental capital. Mm. And as John will tell you, you've got it backwards. <laughs> Reverse <laughs> all that, right? Because right. I know for me and everybody when we start out, and especially I've recognized uh, now that I'm doing um, coaching for, for brand new traders, we seem to fall into this trap. If I just find this one trade that works, 
I can make a business and I'll feel better. (laughs) Then the business will work itself out and then I won't need psychology. And that just cannot be farther from the truth. Yes, you need to work on all these things in parallel. It's not necessarily, you know, I'll work on one and then I'll get to the other. You have to sort of work work them all together, kind of as this logo that John is, is showing. Those are all sort of symbiotic, right? It's the Venn diagram. Everything has to be working together, but we don't put enough work into the psychology. So obviously that's where I want to kind of highlight the things that I took away from it. You know, you got to have a growth mindset is the first thing I think of when, when you think about psychology. And what does that mean? We hear that term tossed around. There's a, there's a great book out by Carol Dweck that talks about that. And, and, and in simple terms, it's you got to have the willingness to learn. You can't be afraid of not being exceptional immediately with something. Most people that come into this business or come into trading are type A personalities. They've been successful at everything they've done from schools to careers to, you know, things outside. You know, they're running marathons, triathlons, whatever they're doing. They're always really, uh, they find success early. And they may not have a growth mindset. A growth mindset means that you have to recognize that failure is simply the steps on the success ladder. You have to embrace failure. You have to that you have to recognize that that's where the learnings come from. Learn, you don't learn anything in this business from wins. Matter of fact, you, you probably become complacent. You start to get lazy, and you think that it's it's you that's that's uh, creating this success, or maybe it's the trade, and and that's that's simply not the case. You know, you learn the most when you get whacked across the face. And what who was it? Mike Tyson says is, you know, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Right. Yeah. Hello, February fifth, two thousand eighteen. <laughs> How many people Indeed. got whacked in the face there? So, you know, those are sort of, you know, you, you can frame it as a failure. I don't. I frame those those situations as learn as learning opportunities, and that's what makes you better, and that's what that's what propels you to success. So, you now that to me, that's part of having a growth mindset and a winner's mindset. You can't become defeatist in that situation earlier this year. And to some degree, last uh, last year, we had an abnormal market grinding up with, with rising ball. That caused a lot of problems. So you have to have – you need to be able to lean on a winner's mindset, uh, a strong psychological makeup in those difficult times. And that's not the time to quit or change plans or hop around. You know, you take your plan, you review it. You modify it, you digest the lessons, expand your thought processes, launch the new improved plan. That's yeah, that's yeah, what you're doing. It's a constant process of that, right? I think that's a really good point. You know, you have to look at your plan, look at what happened in the market, and kind of ask yourself, well, is this going to be a long-term thing? You know, why why did this why did this plan fail this particular time? Now, does whatever happen in the market, is this going to be a long-term event? Does it affect the viability of my system? I mean, there's just all those questions you should be asking. And if it doesn't, you just keep trading the system. I mean, if, it, if you have a good, a good strategy, a good system, I mean, you, you, just, you just go with it unless there's something fundamental in the underlying fundamentals in the market that changed. And, I mean, there haven't been. We had an overextended market that retraced. I mean, that's yeah. – and it was a historic time in the market where we had an up move that was just continuous with no pullbacks for a very long period of time. We had historically weird volatility shifts in, in, in the whole month of January. 
So, you know, you just had something extremely abnormal happen in the market, and you can't shift your whole trading strategy to tune it towards that one abnormal event because that things that right. won during that event are not going to do well in general. So, and, you, and, yeah. yeah, and you can't shift your your mindset either, right? Because the way I yeah. way I look at it, and and maybe it wasn't immediate, <laughs> because you know, even once you internalize these things, you have to kind of check yourself, right? Is right. you say, you know. I'm glad that happened because now when that situation happens again, I'll be prepared. And so each time we have a situation that kind of punches us in the face or maybe didn't weren't as prepared for as we should have been or felt like we could have been, now you are. You know, now you've seen that. And that's kind of part of what, you know, you'd asked us. What's right. one of the as long as you, frame, as long as you yeah. frame your experience properly and you learn from it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Exactly. And it's easy to, to get down on yourself and question and throw in the towel and say, oh, my gosh, you know, what? this, this is it. You know, we, we just went from – it was a 180. We went from the weirdest straight up, no fear in the market to now we've got some fear, but we're still going straight up, blow off top January, boom, totally opposite. The market's dropping, you know, 50.8 uh, TR, uh, wild volatility. You talk about Jekyll and Hyde, and so it's easy to, to, to let your mindset get impacted. And that's the exact moment when, you you know, you, you, you can't. You can't let that get to you. And this kind of – I'm going to stitch this together with some other thoughts here, John, and if we need to wrap, just uh, just let me know. But sure. Yeah. It, it kind of comes down to, if I were to sum it all together, sum it up, you know, trading is simple, but it's not easy. And it's funny, I've heard that from John, I've heard this from, from other sort of areas and, and, and some other people that, you know, I listen to on, on different topics, you know, anything is, anything you can explain, you can make it sound simple, but it's not easy. And so it comes down to having proper process and you have to have, focus on the process and not the outcomes, you know, and it's, mm -hmm. how do we respond to situations and not just react you know, don't become reactive. And if you focus on outcomes, you know, P&L and did I win, did I lose, and what does that say about me and all that, it's just you're not going to have consistency. If you put that focus back on process, like I kind of outlined earlier, like with your business plan, for instance, mm -hmm. then you're, you are going to have that consistent success. You are going to have, you know, the outcomes that you want. You just you manage your risk, you focus on the process, and the outcomes are going to are going to uh, to play out, and you know part of that that focus on process is what John mentions in the program and really drives home is focus on what you can control: trade development, back testing, business creation, visualization. I can control all that, but I can't control the market. And believe it or not, a lot of us subconsciously think that we can because we're Type A personalities and we've always kind of been able to control the outcomes in our lives. And all we can do is stack the odds in our favor, try to get a high probability situation, and then we let the, the cards fall as they may. But we can still control what we can control. And that that is a constant thing for me and I think for a lot of traders to try to con continually internalize. And I would say that the the thing that really, when I think of this, uh, this event that we had, John, I always come back to the one-on-one -on -one you did with Wayne Klump. Yeah. That was... And then, uh, it, it, you know, I'm not going to give anything away, but it basically was Wayne Klump volunteered very courageously <laughs> to go up in front of everybody one-on-one -on -one with John and do uh, intense probing to answer the question, what is important to him? Now, while that sounds like a very simple question, 
Um, you find out very quickly during that back and forth with John and Wayne that it's not an easy question. Um, that was intense, and it was took a lot of courage on Wayne's part, and a hat tip to him. And to me, yeah. that that's worth the that's worth the program right there. Just watching that, and then obviously you know duplicating that with yourself. You know, and, and then I'll just mention a couple of things, and maybe John, you want to talk to it, but it really kind of boiled down to asking, you know, what is your why in terms of your values, beliefs, your self-identity, and, and getting getting those things in alignment. And once you, John says, you know, once you have those things in alignment, you're an unstoppable force. And I don't think that many of us ever really stopped to, to maybe really ask those questions or, or, or directly ask them. And and if we have, can you articulate those things? And I think right. that's that's something that right. you know a lot of us don't really do or haven't done. And that was a very very impactful insight for me. Yeah, what Stephen's talking about is we did a values what we call a values elicitation, and where we go over you know basically what people value. And I do this regularly with sometimes with one-on-one clients when we're doing success coaching with them or, or just basically life coaching. And, you know, people a lot of times have the feeling that they want something, but then they, they can't get themselves to do it. And, um, you know, and, and they're just, they're just really stressed out and anxious about things. And, you know, they know how to do something, but they just, like I said, they just, they're just not doing it. And you know what we find is we do a values elicitation, and their values are pointing in all different directions. <laughs> it's like like having a jet engine strapped to your back with an anchor, you know. And it's all you got to do is pull the anchor up, and you can go. And you don't. And a lot of times you don't even know that. No, you, know? you don't. Unless know that. you go through that right. process, you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know I had this 18 monkeys on my back. <laughs> No, you wouldn't know that because your your conscious your your actual conscious is only aware of a very small uh, amount of what's actually going on in your head. I mean, ninety nine percent of the stuff that goes on in your life and the, the decisions you make and so forth are due to uh, unconscious processes, and your conscious mind isn't even aware of it. So you know you, you you'll want to do something. You'll consciously say you want to do it. You'll get this feeling, and this feeling is the other part of your value system that's pulling you the other way. And, uh, you know, whether it be your identity, a value, or, or some sort of a belief that you have. And, you know, when you start doing that, you just tear yourself apart. You're just tearing yourself in different directions, and you you don't go anywhere. And you, you don't particularly feel good about it either. So, uh, you know, this whole process is about bringing those, bringing all the unconscious things that are going on within you to the conscious so that you're aware of them, so that you can deal with them and... And uh, you know, put them back in your unconscious in a in a structure that's going to push you towards what you really what you actually consciously want. That's mm-hmm. uh, it's a really powerful process. Does mm-hmm. anybody, yeah, anybody can tell you? Yeah, I mean, it's just like I said, that piece alone is is worth the admission. And um, I just got one thing, one other thing I'd mention, John, um, mm-hmm. in terms of you know, this program kind of really propelled me into really digging into more self improvement. Uh, aspects, you know, about, you know, not just what we do in trading, but, you know, in our overall life. Right. And one thing that I, it really led me to um, this concept of mindfulness. I think a lot of us have started to see that's kind of a more of a mainstream concept now, being more self-aware, living more in the present, having acceptance and patience and paying attention to our inner 
and, and outer experiences. And, and some people may say that sounds, oh, that's voodoo stuff. You know, what are you talking about? And Western meditation is kind of the way I, uh, I've read and defined this process of, you know, not judging ourselves and sort of letting things be. And like I said before, this, this idea of, of being in the present that gives you a little more inner peace, less stress. I've noticed better sleep. It's, I have better rec- recovery, better decision-making, more creativity. And just taking 10 minutes to, uh, a day in the morning to do that has really helped me get frame my mind for the day. Uh, and as part of that, it's part of actually a, a morning routine, which I kind of call my pregame warm-up. You know, mm-hmm. I, I get up in the morning, I have my breakfast and my coffee, and before I, I turn on the phone, look at email, TV, whatever else that's may, maybe going to happen, before I do all that, I have pregame warm-up, which entails I have a list of affirmations that I read every day. I have some daily readings that I do. You might be, uh, you know, something that I've I've read in a book or something that I caught somewhere that I like to, to uh, reread and, right. and sort of remind myself of that or a favorite podcast, a snippet of a podcast so from high-performance high traders or, excuse me, high-performance trainers or, you know, self-improvement fight, Tony Robbins, anything like that, and then some meditation. And it might be 30, 45 minutes. And the days that I do that are black and white from the days that I don't. I don't go into, you know, the days that I don't do it, you feel a little rushed. You feel like you're a little hurried. There's something kind of missing. And that can bleed into your trading and your overall decision-making and everything else in your life. So if I can, if I can do my pregame warm-up before the, you know, the whistle blows, it really makes a big difference. And, and I probably wouldn't have started down that path uh, of implementing that in my, in my daily routine had I not gone through the trading triangle. So... Yeah, that's fantastic. And yeah, I mean, meditation is is great. Like I said, we do you know self guided meditation, which is basically hypnosis, uh, self hypnosis type of stuff, and mm-hmm. it's just it's just all fantastic. You know, DG says congratulations. Uh, he's a big proponent of mindfulness. So yeah, uh, and meditation. I mean, it is. It's all about the way you think. I mean, a lot of us are trading because we're looking for a way to feel better, one way or another. You know. Yeah, you, you're trading because you get money. Well, why do you want money? Well, you want money so that you can feel better. You pay for, you know, to pay for stuff so you can feel better, to buy something so you can feel better. Everything's about feeling better. And the funny thing is, is you can make money, but you can feel better right now. It might take a little while to make money sometimes, but you can feel better right now. You can, you can go in and you can feel good while you're making money rather than desperately trying to find something that makes money and doing all the wrong things. It's, it, it's, I mean, a lot of you, like you, like you said earlier, and I think you hit that really well. Is most people do stuff backwards, and that's what they're doing. They're trying to get something to make themselves feel better when they can make themselves feel better, and then go get it. And they'll be much more likely to get it if they feel good about themselves. It's just, it's just one of those big circles. Can I make a point though? Because maybe Stephen, it was the morning yoga. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was the morning yoga. You know what? You know what? Now that you mention it, Sherry, that kind of spark in my mind it it just makes a difference how you start your day rather than our mundane sort of routines you get stuck in and you're right that's actually true (laughs) because I've been doing it's called actually I'm going to just give a plug for a book it's called the miracle morning and so I recently have read that and I am 
practicing it now, and uh, it has made a big difference. And yoga is, or they call it exercise, but I just do yoga for my morning. But that helps a lot, uh, and there's a whole process to it. So um, I will throw that in with the notes too, so people are interested in that. But that yoga is definitely great. great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doing doing yoga in in Maui, uh, watching the sea turtles next to the ocean wasn't so bad. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad way to start your day. So it's just some of the extracurricular activities, right? Um, awesome, awesome. Well, those are some great insights. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Is the guided meditation self-hypnosis in the videos? I do do some hypnotic sessions in the videos. And generally, if you go to anything I go to, I'm always using hypnotic language and doing things that you probably are not aware of while I'm talking to you. So... I know, Stephen, you picked up on some of that while we were there. But, oh, yeah, but, for sure. Yeah, yeah, we're, all, we're always uh, working with that. I try to integrate that into everything that we do now. And uh, it's just, you know, I, my goal is to get you successful. You know, ultimately, I don't really care if you're ever a trader or not. What I want to do is I want to change people's lives. I want to get them successful. And if that's through trading, that's fantastic. If it's through something else, that's just as fantastic. It doesn't really matter to me. And, you know, I do everything I can to instill or push in or sneak in any kind of bit of information I can to, to, to get you to, to become more successful. And uh, just so that you're aware of that, you can know it's there, and, uh, and that's what I'm doing to you. So if you don't like it, go somewhere else. But anyway, uh, that is, in a nutshell, uh, thank you for, I, I, first of all, I'd like to thank all of you guys for coming on and sharing your experience with us and sharing some insights about, about the program. Uh, you know, I don't usually push programs, but I will push this one. It's, like I said, it's my goal to, uh, to help people and to get them to become more successful in whatever they're doing, live happier lives. And success isn't always about money, but it's about giving them happier lives. And and I think this program does it. I think it's one of the most impactful programs, or I think it is the most impactful program we've ever done. I mean, and we're not showing necessarily trades. We do talk about trading. We do talk about some trades. We talk about some trading systems, but it's primarily psychology, success, and business, and and putting the, putting the systems together. Right, so if you're looking for a trade, this isn't for you. If you're looking for a way to become a great trader or just feel successful or feel better, then then this is something that uh, I think it's a must-have for people. And let me just talk to you a little bit about just a little bit of the program, and we'll let you go. The trading triangle is about the process of becoming a successful trader. We talk about finding a trading methodology that works for you because you have to have or create some sort of a methodology. I mean, that, that's part of it. That's part of becoming a good trader. You've you got to have some sort of a methodology or process. But you also have to have a realistic expectation or have realistic expectations about that process. You need to have the confidence to trade the methodology, and you need to have the confidence to maximize the methodology's performance even when things don't seem to be going well. As we already pointed out, it does take more than a methodology, though, to be long-term successful. So you need to make sure you have the proper business practices so you can sustain your, your business model or you can stay, sustain your business long-term and be profitable long-term. You don't want to be a flash in the pan, right? Uh, and then, of course, there's no point in having technology. There's no point in having a business model if you can't get yourself to follow it. So you need to have the proper psychology to make that happen. So in the program, 
Uh, we discuss trading strategies and adapting to changes. We dive into mastery. We show you what it takes to become a master at anything, including trading. We cover the trading business, what you need to know before attempting to go out on your own as a full-time trader, things like net worth requirements, budgeting, determining cash flow expectations from your trading business. We talk about disaster scenarios and hedging and emergency plans and disaster plans. We get down and dirty with psychology, behaviors, beliefs, values, and identity and how you adjust them and, and change them in ways that provide maximum impact on your life so you can propel yourself forward. Uh, in the program, I use my training skills, my experience as an NLP or neuro-linguistic programming master practitioner and instructor. I, uh, I'm a master hypnotist. I am a, a certificational coach, and we use, I use everything I have to uh, – help you transform the way you think and the way you behave. We dig into how you work as a person, how humans work. We look at fear and stress and why it occurs. We uncover what drives all our behaviors. We provide exercises on how to determine your true beliefs, your true values, your, your identities. And we adjust them in a way that's going to help you move forward in the best way possible. So by the time you're through with the psychology section of the program, you will know more about what drives behavior than you ever thought possible. I can guarantee you that as long as you pay attention. And you're going to have the tools to accomplish virtually any change you want to make in your life. So, you know, in my in my opinion, this is the most impactful program we've ever put together. And, uh, um, you know, it, it, and again, you know, you don't spend the money if you don't have it. But if this is something that you can afford to have and you want to improve your life and be more successful, I, I think that this is this has got to be a must-have. And what we have on this for pricing is where you're running special pricing until June 11th. Again, this was a four-day program that we did in Maui. There's lots of additional material to it, budgeting and stuff like that. We have um, our non-basic or non-member prices is going to be $14.95. Premium members is going to be $18.70. And Premium Plus is only going to, is going to be only $16.95. And if you're interested in pursuing this, you can go to our website. I'll just show you where it is. If you come into here and you go into programs, and you can either you can either look at learn SPX trades or learn Russell trades, and either one of those is going to have the trading triangle Maui, and you can click onto that. We have much more information on the program here. We have some, uh, you know, like an intro video. We got you know some other information going forward, and that's where it is there. So that is the deal that we're putting out. And yeah, who is the handsome guy in the Hawaiian shirt? Let's see. Uh, oh, in here, yes. I think that's Ed. Oh, you mean the other guy? This is Seth. Seth asking questions, right? Um. <laughs> All right. Okay. So yeah. So Seth Fredberg was there. If you, for those of you who don't know him, he is the uh, director of options training at SMB Capital. He's also the head of the trading desk there, and he has his own stuff there. We work together a lot. We talk all the time. He's a great guy. He's a great guy to learn from, too, for learning, for learning the trading business. And you know, he comes to a lot of our events as well, as well as other instructors. A lot of times, like Tim Pearson from Capital Discussions will be there. So a lot of heavy hitters. Oh, yeah. And Seth is, is saying he won the, the Hawaiian shirt contest. Yes, he did. Another extracurricular activity we had. But anyway, this just a, we have a lot of high power traders. We have a lot of new traders, too, uh, who come to the programs. We have some instructors a lot of times from other places. And uh, it's, just a, it's just a really good time at our regular events. And and like I said, this is something that's definitely worth having if you are – yeah, don't forget the zip lining. Yeah. Um, 
this is definitely worth having if you ever want to become a full-time trader. It's just information that I think you must have. So um, with that, I'll close it up. I'd like to thank everybody for joining us. I'll just give you guys, uh, well, our website's lockingyoursuccess.com if you're watching this on a recording. And uh, again, this applies to any kind of trading as well. It's not it's not specific to our systems. Any this is this will help any kind of trading. So uh, thanks for joining us, everybody, and have a great time trading. Okay, and hope to see you at our next live event. Thanks, guys, for being on with us. Yeah, thanks, John.